Welcome to Cocktails for You, where three furry friends shake things up through various mixology adventures. Come join them on their quest to drink like a pro. And when you came inside, dear, my heart grew light and this whole world seemed new to me. You're really swell, I have to admit you. Deserve expressions that really fit you. And so I brought my brain off. Hey there, and welcome to Cocktails for You. I'm Roken, and I'll be your host today. I also have my two friends joining me, Corbick and Brooks. Hey, guys. Hello. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Living life large. And I'm super excited about today's episode. You guys, uh, are you guys pumped as much as I am? Probably. I, I mean, I guess so. But, Broken, I didn't know you were into macros. <laughs> yes. Both the, uh, the macro term in terms of Excel and me being a macro. I'm just joking. Um, however... Today's episode is going to be all about bitters and shrubs. And for those of you that may not know what those are, uh, believe it or not, chances are if you've had a cocktail, you've probably encountered these bewitching potions. So, you guys, what, what do you guys know about uh, bitters or, or cocktails? Like when uh, I say when I say the word bitter, what comes to mind? Angostura. Angostura. Yeah, I pretty much would say the same. And I think if you ask most people, they're gonna say the same name. But do you know like the history behind it? Uh, Not necessarily Angostura, but in general. No, I don't. I can't say that I do. So come yeah. with me, and we're gonna go back in time. Okay, Dad. Sorry. Um, no flux capacitor, unfortunately. But in the early days, before we had antibiotics and uh, fridges, uh, pharmacists actually developed what they called healing solutions. This is like old school pharmacy, uh, where they developed um, these 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 mixtures of herbs, fruits, and vegetables. But there was a problem, of course, without having a fridge, um, things would spoil. So the solution was to preserve them in alcohol or vinegar, thus adding and prolonging the shelf life. So cue bitters and shrubs. And uh, as I think I asked you guys earlier, most people are going to think Angostura bitters when that comes to mind. But have you ever actually stopped and asked yourself what exactly is a bitter? We'll get into shrub a little bit later. So besides Angostura, I kind of gave maybe some of it away, but are you familiar with any of the ingredients in the Angostura bitters? Or uh, do you have any idea how to even make your own bitters? I have a glinting idea of how to make them, but I got a feeling like you know better than I do, Mr. Chemist. Pharmacist. Well, that and I have made my own bitters, but <laughs> essentially in a nutshell, bitters are highly concentrated herbs, roots, and spices, sometimes with flowers. And it's combined with some sort of distilled alcohol. Um, ideally, you want to use the highest proof alcohol that you can because you're not using very much of the bitter when you make your cocktail. We'll get into that later. Um, so you want to make certain that it's the highest proof you can find in your area because if you're adding ice or water or other non-alcoholic liquids, you're starting to water down your cocktail. But originally, when I, I kind of alluded to it, when pharmacists would make these things, um, they were originally used to help with various health 
ailments. So a big one was GI upset. So if you overate, like if you overindulged on a really rich filling meal and you felt kind of sick, I think we've all been there, they would actually mix uh, seltzer water with some bitters and it would help alleviate some of that indigestion. Um, also, you got to think back in the day before fridges, a lot of food went to waste or went spoiled. People would eat it and it wasn't exactly the the best thing for your body. So that was also a quick and easy way for your, you know, your, uh, your witch doctor or your pharmacist, your chemist, or even your doctor back in the day to prescribe you or make one of these for you. So this um, is before the days of aperitifs. Yes. In fact, bitters, as we know it, really started gaining ground in like the 1800s. But both bitters and shrubs have existed all the way back to Egyptian times. So these are nothing new. Um, it's kind of funny because back in Victorian age, uh, if I was a, a, uh, a chemist that you came to in the Victorian age and you said, uh, you know, doctor, I'm feeling sick. What can you give me? If I gave you a bitter or a liquid and I called it a medicine, and back then there was no rules, just right. <laughs> uh, if it tasted sweet, you would not believe it actually worked. Actually, it was a weird train of thought back in that day. The bitter, the more bitter the liquid was, the more belief that they had in that it actually worked. Mm. It's so strange to think that that was a thing, but uh, basically the more stringent it was, the better it was for, for you. And that kind of has continued in today. So why are bitters so bitter? Or why should we use them in a cocktail? Do you guys know? I would I guess think... that it enhances the flavor and mm -hmm. kind of gives a different perspective on taste. Yep. Uh, yeah, I kind of I know the same. I'm on the same thought pattern there. It uh, enhances the drink and it uh, alters the flavors and tr uh, taste of the drink. So the original purpose, besides now, I'm talking about cocktails here, not health potions. So one of the original purposes of having a bitter for your cocktail was to tone down some of the sweet aromatics that are inherent in some of the drinks. Um, and it also adds a sense of mystery, right? And usually, and you'll notice this, whenever you order a cocktail and they add bitters, typically bitters are added last in preparing your cocktail. There are a few cocktails like the French 75 um, where they add the bitter in the first few steps. If you think about it, then you're exposing the bitter to more ice. As if you're shaking it or stirring it, you're watering it down. Usually it's kept to the very end, and then it could be stirred in or just dropped in. And that adds that extra layer of... Um, like in the case of the mystery. drink that I'm drinking. Is it, what are you drinking? A death in the Gulf Stream. Yes, that's a good one. But I will say, for all of our listeners, with bitters, there's an old saying... Less is more. Do not, <laughs> do not use bitters in excess. So when, if you are making your own bitters or if you purchased your bitters, usually they will come with like an eyedropper or like a pipette. If failing that, if you have neither, if you have a straw, just you know, uh, put your finger on one end of the straw, dip it in, you know, that, that, uh, that suction. And then well, most drop, of them don't drop they come with like dashers. Some bottles yeah. have dashers, some come with pipettes. It depends on what company you're buying it from. Like I, have some, I have some bitters that actually came with pipettes. I have my own pipettes. But I, 
I do know like Ingastore, which is one of the more common ones, comes with the dasher. And you're right, less is more. Uh, if it calls for like three to four dashes, or dashes, sometimes just one or two is just enough. <laughs> I can tell you the other night, I wanted to give this a try. I actually made an old world concoction. So I had seltzer water that I had made. And then I added like two dashes of Angostura, and that was enough. Like so, you know, like sixteen ounces of, of sparkling water, just two dashes of Angostura was enough for me. Um, so, kind of moving on to our next topic here, shrub. What? Corbick, do you know what a shrub is? I saw that hand, Brooks the doggo. We'll get to you in a second. <laughs> you know, honestly, no, I I never even heard of what a shrub was or is. So before I, I, I ask Brooks, I'll just say there's a couple of bars that I've been to, especially in Metro Detroit, where um, uh, they'll list like shrub on it. And I've always, you know, for many years, I was like, what is a shrub? This is weird. I know, I know they say it's like papaya shrub, or they'll say, I don't know, it's a random shrub. Uh, Brooks, what do you think a shrub is? Well, I mean... <laughs> we talked about this the other day because you kept on saying shrub and uh okay so i know you know it then i know let it. me ask you this where does the term shrub come from i don't know that but i know what a shrub is it's well, like, it's, a shrub. it's more of like a vinegary it's non it's not made with alcohol typically and it's tends to right. be more so a shrub is not made with alcohol at all it's actually yeah, made with vinegar savory. Right. And they impart a different kind of characteristic to cocktails uh, than a bitter would. Right. So a bitter is going to be a completely different flavor than a shrub. So shr the, the actual word shrub is derived from an Arabic word meaning to drink. And whenever you, you know, you go to, next time you go to your cocktail bar, you see the word shrub. It usually consists of three things, a vinegar base, a sweetener, it could be different types of sugar, it could be honey, um, and then your fruit slash vegetable mix. Um, so much like bitters, they got their start originally as um, health potions. And actually going back into the 1800s, shrubs were the original energy drink. They're super popular in the 1800s. In fact, um, uh, they have this like pungent, uh, tart, almost sweet profile, which sets them apart from a bitter. And it was believed that drinking shrub would actually invigorize the body and add energy. Um, and a cool thing is, if you have vinegar at home, you can turn any fruit or vegetable into a shrub. In fact, if you're going to try this at home, my recommendation would be to go to your grocery store and purchase overripe, overripe fruits. It's very important that you get the overripe ones because the sugar concentration is higher. Um, explore different vinegars. You don't just have to use like the basic white vinegar or balsamic vinegar. You could use Japanese rice wine vinegar. You could use apple cider vinegar. You could use champagne vinegar. Each vinegar is going to alter the flavor profile so you can... You can already see fruit and veg. Now you have the vinegar profile. And then lastly, your sugar that you want to use or the sweetener. So there's white, there's muscovado, there's raw honey, there's maple syrup. The list goes on. So really, it's almost a, uh, an infinite combination of uh, 
choices that you have to make your own shrub at home. One of the benefits I would say between making a shrub versus a bitter is time. So what do you guys think? What do you think takes longer to make, a bitter or a shrub? Um, you know, since I don't know shrubs very well, I want to put my money on bitters. So you think bitters take longer or shorter? Well, it depends on the bitters. I, I know it can take some time to make them, so. Brooks, any ideas? I think shrubs take less time. So Brooks kind of is on the right track. Bitters actually usually take several weeks. Um, while shrubs, it's ideal if the longer you let it sit, the more it's going to infuse, especially if you're letting it sit in a fridge or in a, in a basement, if you have a basement. Um, it's going to allow the flavors to extract into the vinegar. But you could actually make a shrub within 36 hours, 24 to 36 hours. You could have your own shrub concentrate. Um, and some fruits that work really well would be like melon and cantaloupe, especially if you're trying to make like a quick shrub cocktail. Um, and some autumn and winter fruits and, uh, and veg like uh, pears, tangerines, limes, lemons, and blood oranges. Those are super easy. Peas also and celery. You can make a fast shrub under 36 hours. So remember your vinegar, your sweetener, your fruit and veg. Um, also, I, I meant to, to say this earlier, one other thing you can do to alter the flavor profile is to grill or char your fruit and veggies. That will actually intensify the flavor. Um, so that's, that's really uh, something I would recommend only once you've already kind of figured out your, your combination that you like. So I actually had a couple suggestions for our listeners, things that you could make at home uh, and, and see if you like it. Uh, I'm going to give, uh, I think, one or two bitters and one or two shrubs. And uh, guys, if you have any recommendations, feel free to jump in. One of the things that I've made before is a chai tea bitter. And this one took about six weeks to make. So I took two, I chose organic chai tea uh, bags, open them up, threw them, threw them in a jar with um, colorless, uh, high-proof distilled alcohol, and I placed it in an amber jar. If you don't have an amber jar, you can use a mason jar as long as it has a tight lid. That's key. Whenever you're making your own bitters um, and shrubs, you want to have a tight suction, tight lid. Um, and I swirled it daily for six weeks, and I strained it to remove all the tea leaves, and then I bottled it. And I've been using that ever since. I actually use the chai tea bitters to make a cocktail called the Anthem Spirit. Um, another great choice are chocolate bitters. You could go out and buy your own chocolate bitters, and by all means, if you don't want to wait several weeks, go ahead and do that. But making your own chocolate bitters will taste infinitely better, I think. So things you would need... Uh, I would recommend about a cup and a quarter of cacao nibs, a vanilla bean, uh, a couple of cardamom pods, uh, three to five cardamom pods. Uh, again, distilled liquor, that's key for bitters. Um, put that in a, a glass jar, seal it up, uh, shake well, let it sit for a week, swirling daily, I recommend. Uh, and then after the first week, add in the following, a cinnamon stick, uh, some gentian root, and uh, wild cherry bark. If you have wormwood, perfect, throw that in. Um, and then, again, tighten it, seal it, shake it, swirl it, and let it sit for two weeks. And then after the two weeks, strain it. 
and then you probably need to double strain it and then you can store it. Now you might be wondering, where can I find all of these products? It's not like I can go to my local grocery store and find it. There's actually a lot of um, websites online where individual farmers will make all these herbs and spices and roots that you can buy from them. Um, the key is finding one that you trust. But if you just type in like gentian root, you can see if you can find a, a, a local farmer or someone online that's, that has their own garden. I recommend you do that versus do Amazon or other online retailers because you don't really know where that's coming from. However, if you can't find, you know, one that you trust, I mean, I guess an online retailer is going to be your best bet. So now the next two that I want to talk about are shrubs. Um, this one would be pretty easy. You can do it with blood oranges, which I would recommend if you get your hands on blood orange. If you can't, you can make your own orange bitters. You're basically going to take a couple oranges, peel them, and then combine the oranges, peel, sugar, charred rosemary. And with rosemary, it's key using the needles, not the actual wood. And then you're going to um, throw that in like a bowl and then coat the oranges with that sugar and the charred rosemary, cover it with plastic, let it sit overnight, and then add your choice of vinegar. Let it sit for another 12 hours. Ideally, you wanna let it sit in the fridge, stir frequently, strain it, squeeze the pulp as much as you can, and then discard the pulp, funnel the liquid, and it'll sit for about a month in the fridge. This is actually something that I wanted to touch base before we go further, and I meant to ask you guys this. So we know that bitters take longer to make than shrubs. Yes. Which one lasts longer? I would say shrubs. Life. Shelf life? I would say probably shrubs. Um, I want to say it's because of vinegar, but at the same time, we're making bitters with alcohol, so they're going to have a long shelf life too. Mm -hmm. I'm, my vote is on bitters because alcohol is a natural preservative. Right. So whenever you make a shrub, ideally, it's only good for about a month in the fridge, at which point you want to remake it. So it's, I like to remember it's fast to make, fast expiration. Whereas bitters, on the other hand, because it's dependent on the proof of alcohol, it'll last indefinitely. Like I have bitters that have been out on my shelf for like six months, seven months, and they're still perfectly fine. They don't go bad. Um, this last shrub I wanted to talk about is something really unique that I think uses vegetables that you normally would not even consider using for a cocktail. But if you think about it, if you've got them lying around and you think they're going to go to waste, you know, they're getting to that point where you're like, mm, do I throw them out? Do I use them? You can turn them into a shrub. And what you need is tomatoes, pears, and if you have sage, that would be great too. So take your tomato, dice it. You need about a cup. Get some sage leaves, three to four if you can find them, and preferably a bosque pear um, that you, you're turning the bosque pear into a simple syrup, which you can boil in some water, add some um, sugar, and make your own like bosque pear simple syrup. Um, so, so then you're going to combine like, the, Huh? It sounds like shrubs are easier to experiment with. Shrubs are much easier to experiment with. Use leftover stuff that you were going to pitch anyways and just turn it into something and see, hey, this could make a good shrub. Yeah, that's actually a really cool benefit. It's like if you do have stuff laying around and you're not sure if you're going to use it, make it into a shrub. And that's how you really can experiment what you like and don't like. 
for sure. Whereas bitters, you might find it a little bit more difficult to find those ingredients. You can find them once you find a reputable seller or grower, um, but they may not be the easiest ingredients. So going back to the tomato, pear, and sage shrub, uh, basically you combine your tomatoes, your sage, and your, your pear simple syrup. You stir it, let it sit for 12 hours in, at room temperature, add a cup of your preferred vinegar, let it sit for another 12 hours, and then at the end, so you're looking at around 24 hours, you're pressing down on the pulp uh, through a strainer, extract as much of that fluid as possible, store it in a jar up to one month in your fridge. And the cool thing about shrubs, I, I guess it could go for bitters as well. It's not just for cocktails. You can actually add this to baked goods. Like you could make a chai tea bitter creme brulee, for example. It, really, it opens up the doors to culinary arts. Um, but for the purposes of this talk, it was really just for cocktails. So do you guys have any questions, concerns? Going to go make your own stuff now instead of buying it? Uh, I might experiment around with shrubs because, you know, uh, leftover stuff that is about to go bad. Just boom. There you go. So what I'm thinking, Corvick, uh, is we're going to make a Brooks the Doggo shrub. No. A Brooks the Doggo shrub? Yeah. Why are you guys about to go always bad? picking on me? It's because you're doggo. But I is a good boy. You know, like, if some person farts in a room and they say, oh, it wasn't me, it was a dog. <laughs> same same thing. <laughs> there was that one time where I blew up another pair of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, <Woo>! NSA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, if you don't have any more questions... Uh, I I I would like to um, maybe experiment on my own a little bit, um, but I guess the question would be if I was going to make bitters, and you mm -hmm. said the higher proof the better. What would mm -hmm. be something that's easy to source? Uh, would it be like one uh one fifty one or something like that that I would try and make? So it you, that's an excellent question. You could, instead of going out and buying 151 or diesel, which is actually one proof higher than 151 in most places outside of Kentucky, um, you could use vodka, as long as the vodka is a super high proof vodka. It's not ideal, again, because you think about it, you're going to add the bitter, then you add ice, you may add other things that are non-alcohol uh, to your cocktail, it's going to water it down. So that would be a step one. If you really just want to get your feet wet, you've got some vodka laying around, you don't want to invest in another bottle of distilled liquor, do vodka. Try it out. Um, but if you're like me, I went with the highest proof I could get at the time, which is around 152 proof. Um, I have since bought a bottle of uh, Everclear from Kentucky, which is 190 proof. I have to check, double check the bottle. It's up there. That one I will primarily only be using for infusing uh, bitters. Now, um, having watched and you know been around the block a couple times, would because you said the primary function of doing these is to make an infusion. Mm -hmm. Now there's a way to make a fast infusion using nitrous oxide in a pressure can. Mm -hmm. Is that an option that you could 
do. Making bitter. Do you have do you have nitrous oxide and a pressure can? Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, experiment with it. I mean, I'm just saying that because I read that in a molecular gastronomy book. Yeah, I mean, anything under pressure is going to infuse faster. So, yes, you could if you have that, those tools. But most people aren't going to have that. I don't, I don't even think a lot of the bars up here even have access to that stuff. Well, but if you've got it, use it. Experiment. It's just Be the mad scientist. cream thing, you know. Nitrous oxide, whipped cream can. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's well, those are my questions. Corbett has said he's ready to go seize the world. <laughs> that's the hard part. I don't really have any questions out of it because now I just want to experiment and try things out. It's it's kind of hard, I will say. This has got a little bit of a learning curve. My suggestion is because one of the big things that I've been asked before is where do I start? There's so many different things. How do I even know I want to make this bitter? So, yeah, okay, let's say I have four different roots, herbs, spices laying around. I want to mix them together. I've got the liquor. It's going to be weeks before I even know whether I like it. And even if I like it, you're not really drinking the bitter itself. You're using just a few drops for a cocktail. So then how do you know what to do? So my suggestion would be go online, read up on different things, read on different cocktails, look at different bitters, kind of get your feet wet. So try something that's a little easier, like the chai tea bitters. If you like chai tea like I do, you're probably going to like the bitters. If you like chocolate, you'll probably like the chocolate bitters. Ideally, chocolate bitters go well in brown liquor cocktails. So do some reading and see what bitters tend to go better with certain cocktails and then see if you can emulate. Or even even better, Maybe make it your own. Add a different spice. Add a different root, and see where where it ends up. That's the fun thing about bitters, though. There are no rules. It just adds more and more mystery. Ah. I actually want to make a papaya shrub. That's on my to-do list. So. Well, probably in the next month. Corbett is shaking his head. He's like, hell no. No. Papaya is like worst. Well, actually, the only reason why I say it's the worst is I can't even stand the smell of papaya. It smells like a recently used gas station restroom to me putting it nicely and <laughs> i'm like not no i'm like not joking i cannot stand the smell or taste of papaya well Ro- <laughs> don't don't come around where i am because one of my neighbors literally has basically the equivalent of a papaya farm in oh how about this i think a mango shrub would be good I'm thinking like a mango mint shrub maybe and that tastes and yeah sure mangoes no <laughs> so you're like choosing the two fruits I can't stand. Wow. See, the funny thing is, mango's a little bit more tolerable, but tastes like tastes what like what? Like a... It tastes like grass. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, well, that's your 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 thoughts, and my and, opinion is correct. And you are absolutely able to be wrong with your opinion. We've been over this. <laughs> what about like a cantaloupe infusion shrub? I like it. See, cantaloupes, honeydews, I love those. But for some reason, like no joke, on a side, you know, there's certain things where people have like natural aversions to. Yeah. Mine is papayas and mangoes. So I think, sure you're, I think you're going to be more of a bitters man. But yes, to answer your question, cantaloupes, any melon really is one of the best choices for uh like if you want to make a fast shrub Ooh, you know what would be really good thinking about that is a nice grilled watermelon yes actually that sounds great i think maybe this summer 
Watermelon mm. shrub. Yeah. Grilled watermelon shrub. Yeah, like Grilled with uh, throw some shrub. strawberries in there. And lime. Yep. That would be good. See? No rules. No rules. Only winning. No, there, there's rules. Let's let's keep that in mind. If you say no rules, we're making a, we're gonna make those shrubs without vinegar. And one of the rules says you have to use vinegar. Okay, so well, that's true. You, you, sir, can't go off the rails <laughs> in this can't. aspect. You have to use the vinegar. <laughs> true. You do need to use a vinegar and a sweetener. Otherwise, you will regret your life. Ah, uh, but I want to see these no rules you're talking about. Well. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, and again, uh, Corbick, what is it that we always like to say? So our, uh, we always like to say that the best drink in the world is the one you enjoy. And Brooks, where should they follow, like, comment, subscribe, listen? Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us on um, Twitter, and you can get us also on our Discord channel if you'd like to join that. We like to talk to you guys. Also, Telegram is a great place to find us as well. Absolutely. And just give everybody a heads up, minus the Discord, because you would need a link for that. But our Twitter and our Telegram channels are both cocktails for you. Uh, that's uh, F-U-R and then the letter U. Um, and seek us out. We'd love to meet new friends. Yeah, and we're always playing games. You're always welcome to jump in. Sometimes we have special guests. So uh, don't be strangers. Yes. And always, you know, feel free to ask us questions. Pick our brains, not our noses. Brooks does that enough. Yes. His own nose, <laughs> not ours. Uh, everyone's nose. Well, I, I mean, like he doesn't a, pick like mine, so broken. I, I mean, if that's your, what you're into, I lick your macros and out. nose picking. <laughs> Push it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you guys later. See you. Right. Until Bye-bye. next time. Thank you for visiting Cocktails for You. See you next time.